Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. And welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. So glad you guys have decided to join me once again. And I'm sure you guys are just glad to be alive right now. What's that old country song? Got rice. I'm not going to sing for you. Never mind. What am I thinking? It is a great day, though, for you guys, isn't it? I mean, what a weekend that was. And I do want to start with this. So again, my name is Michael Bork. You're listening to The Rebel Report. Very glad you guys are with me recapping Ole Miss. And they're, honestly, guys, the score was 10 points. Ole Miss was dominant in that game. That was a dominating win over the number 11 team in college football. Ole Miss largely dominated Texas A&M in that game, especially defensively. Recapping that win, Ole Miss over Texas A&M, 29-19 was the final score. But I do, let's start with this, though, because I had the absolute pleasure of being there at the game. And if you guys don't follow me, if you don't consume my content outside of this podcast, uh, you know, or you don't know that I don't go to games. Uh, Saturday's a work day for me, usually. I am behind a computer. I'm doing audio and a live stream after the games and taking notes and doing all that. And I've always thought with what I want for me in terms of my career and my job and and what I'm doing and stuff, going to one location or the other, whether it be Ole Miss or Mississippi State, the two teams that we cover the most around here, uh, I would miss too much. And so I don't usually go. And I haven't been to any live football game Since 2018, and that game was in Oxford still, Uh, I I just, because of work, and I used to do a Sunday morning radio show, just going to games was not in the cards, and then COVID hit and all that stuff. So I haven't been to a game in a while, and any game at all, but the last one did happen to be an Ole Miss game. And first of all, that day Saturday was one of those days that I hope you, if you were there, you really appreciated what it was because just like 2014 Ole Miss Alabama, that was as perfect of a day, a football day as you could get. Aside from the weather, it was cold as hell. (laughs) It was freezing. Um, It was as perfect of a football day as you could get. You had game day in the morning. I love college game day. I watch it every Saturday. The the views, the visuals in the Grove looked stunning. It's just, it's a fantastic setting, obviously, and game day really does a good job of capturing it. And outside of Reese Davis making a comment about Kiffin leaving, which I think is really bizarre when you're there, uh, the show went great. You had, they captured the town well, they captured the Grove well, uh, that, that, Lane Kiffin sitting in the tent with a drink in his hand and handing the drink over as he walked to the stage to do the guest picking. I mean, everything about game day went extremely well. And despite what is written in the Clarion Ledger uh, from somebody that wasn't there in 2014, no, it may not have had the same magic that it had in 2014, but it still looked spectacular 
It was a great billboard for your school on college football's premier tailgate show. It was an excellent production and a really good day in terms of that. The signs were freaking hilarious. Ole Miss students did a spectacular job with signs. The sign game was really, really, really good uh, between Jumbo Fisher and the uh, uh, Derek Henry standing next to Mark Ingram with Keith Carter, Ross Bjork, that kind of stuff. I mean, the the C-U-L-T-A-N-M logo. Call, I mean, the, the signs were great. The production was great. Corso picked Ole Miss. The scenes were beautiful. The weather was beautiful. So all that went well. And walking around town and through the grove, like the vibe and the mood and everybody was like happy and having a good time. And again, weather was perfect. It was cold, but it was perfect still for football in November. And then the game happens. And on the field, your team beats the, excuse my language, beats the shit out of the number 11 team in college football. But... From 2018, the last Ole Miss night home game I went to, and and this one, you got to give credit to the fans, first of all, because I don't remember, and, and it was probably really hard to do this in the Matt Luke era, but I went to school at Ole Miss. I, I've been to many, 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 many Ole Miss games in my life. And aside from that 2014 Alabama game, I don't remember a game that I have been to. And again, it's been a couple, a few years, three years since I've been to one, but still, where the crowd was as engaged in every play the way this one was. Ole Miss fans, at least in this game, compared to games I've been to in the past, 2014 Alabama notwithstanding, are better in terms of being into the game. There's still some room for growth, sure, whatever. But the energy inside of the stadium, the crowd energy, I don't remember a full stadium being that engaged the way you guys were for that game. I, I don't remember a, a game in years past where it was like that, aside from 2014 Bama, of which I was in attendance. But you guys deserve credit for that. Do that every Saturday. Every Saturday, do it like that, because that was spectacular. But also, the game production the marketing people, whoever handles that, I, I think Paris Buchanan is who I need to be shouting out for that. Uh, but I'm sure he's got a team of people and, and would give credit all around. Um, the game production was so, 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 so 10 times over much better than any Ole Miss game I'd been to previously in my life. The intro was awesome. The lights and, and all of that. The one complaint I have... Uh, turn the music up. That's the only complaint I have. Turn the music up. It, it was too quiet. I, I couldn't hear the video board for my seat. Uh, the the sirens in that pregame intro where they cut the lights and everybody was holding their phone up and, and the, the blue lines were going everywhere. That was incredible. The scenes were beautiful. Turn the music up a little bit. That's the only complaint. But the production from, from the pregame intro to the fireworks and, and all that. Um, but during the game having former players get a microphone during a timeout, just yelling stuff to the crowd. Uh, there was very little low. And I just, I remember for years thinking Ole Miss during their games has too much low. You know what I mean? Where it's just recognizing this person on the video board or playing dated music and nothing was going on. It felt like every stoppage of play had something. You know what I mean? Had something, whether it be a former player yelling 
into a microphone or, or stuff like that, the game production was so much better. There's still room for growth, of course, but man, the the difference between three years ago and Saturday night was very stark. I didn't feel like I was at an Ole Miss game. And, and the people that handle that deserve credit, as do you, the fans, because that was not what I remember. And that's a very good thing. That wasn't at all what I remember. And it's a very, very, very good thing that that's not at all uh, what I remember. So the, the day was a perfect football day. And oh, by the way, I, I don't sit with media. Uh, if I'm going to football games, since I don't write, like I don't have a deadline. You know, I do uh, radio show and, and live streaming and podcasts and all that stuff. So I don't have a deadline. I didn't have to write. So when I go to games, I, I, I've i sat in press boxes before and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Uh, these stuffy, self-righteous sports writers, I cannot stand. Uh, if I'm going to go to a game, I want to you know go to the tailgate, have a few beers, sit with the crowd, you know, be one, one of you people. You know what I mean? So... Uh, that that's my vantage point from actually sitting in the stands with you guys, not up in a stuffy enclosed press box where if you speak too loud they get mad. I, I don't sit up there with those guys. I know they work hard. They have deadlines and a different job than than that of myself. Uh, I'm sure a lot of those guys up there would much rather be having beers and hanging out before games, but alas, that they don't get that opportunity. But that's my perspective from being in the stands with you guys, and it was a hell of a day. It really was. It was one of those days that I think you should remember forever with game day in the Grove, that going well, uh, nice weather, the vibe around town is really good, and by the way, Oxford is just looking much better. I mean, I mean uh, it was a nice town before, but even in just a, a few short years, it, it looks different and better. Um, Grove was great. I got to hang out with a couple of buddies and have some beers and watch good football, and, and it was a hell of a day. And, and I hope that you guys got the same feeling. I know you guys got the same feeling. What am I talking about? That was a hell of a day. It was a hell of a day. And uh, the football team <laughs> responded to the moment for sure. So let's talk about the game real quick. But first, I want to remind you, the podcast is brought to you by absms.com Advantage Business Systems. If you're in the Market for office technology anywhere in the state of Mississippi. If you are in this state and you are in the market for office technology, absms.com is the place to do it. Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, phone systems, anything. Office technology, absms.com. Tell them I sent you. You can get a complimentary office technology assessment. Also, Weather's going to be much nicer this week, so uh, do some grilling. You got Thanksgiving next week. I'm not just doing a turkey for Thanksgiving. I'm doing a uh, Mississippi pot roast. And what you should do on Thanksgiving, or before Thanksgiving, I should say, is stop by LB's just across from Kroger and University Avenue. If you're cooking with meat this Thanksgiving, you got to do that at LB's. Go by, see Greg, tell them that I sent you. And get one of their daily lunch specials. Those are Monday through Friday. All right. Ole Miss wins 29 to 19. The story of the game is defense. The story, well, health, first of all. The, the, the story of the game is health before defense, I think. I don't know. I think it's health because Braylon Sanders played, Dontario Drummond played, and Jonathan Mingo warmed up. 
So he's working his way back to playing. Those three guys being healthy are absolutely massive for the Egg Bowl in 10 days. You're not beating, in my opinion, Mississippi State without those three guys. Also, the offensive line, um, Eli Acker played well, uh, but they seem to be getting more healthy on the offensive line. Health was a big deal. It's not why they won this game, but it's a big deal. And they moved the football well, especially in the first half, just couldn't capitalize. Red zone issues are just that. They are issues. Uh, Play calling in the red zone, uh, questionable, especially on the first and goal from the six-inch line. Why are you in the shotgun? Anyway, um, going on, getting into A&M's red zone six times with just two touchdowns is a problem. Mingo being back, seemingly moving forward, should alleviate that some. They've got to get better there. But health was a big deal for that offense. They are getting healthier, and that's a big deal for the Egg Bowl here in 10 days. Sorry, I'm glossing over Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's pathetic, guys. I'm going to gloss over them all week long. All week long, I'm going to gloss over Vanderbilt because they stink out loud. Liberty would beat them by four touchdowns. Anyway, uh, aside from health, obviously defense was the story. And I put this on Twitter, and it's true. Yes, A&M had 19 points, all of which were scored in the second half, although one of those touchdowns came basically in garbage time when the game felt like it was in doubt. I hate what Ole Miss does when it comes to prevent. I think they give up yards too easily. But Calzada was 24 of 42 for 237. Both of those interceptions were key in the second half. Uh, held AM to 141 rushing yards. It's under five per carry. Uh, a chain was good, but that didn't come till late. I mean, Isaiah Spiller averaged 2.7 yards per carry against that defense. Uh, they, I mean, one sack in the game, and it was a very key one at the end, but especially in the second half, a lot of pressure was put on Calzada, disrupting timing and rhythm and all that. You you can have a great day as a defensive end and not get a sack, and I think Sam Williams had a really good day in rush defense. They controlled the line of scrimmage. Uh, The entire defensive line is getting better every week. They controlled the line of scrimmage. Uh, Campbell made plays as he always does, but Ole Miss flat out kicked Texas A&M's ass. Ole Miss's defense, forgive my language, kicked Texas A&M's Ass. They won the line of scrimmage. They had big, explosive defensive plays, if you will. Uh, I mean, everybody looks at Ole Miss and think their offense is all about explosion. Well, their defense is explosive as well. Pick six, interception deep in A&M territory, a safety, which was a, a hell of a play. Uh, they just That is the kind of thing that I did not expect to say about this Ole Miss team this year was – Texas A&M is going to come to Oxford and the defense is going to score nine points and then have an interception that leads to seven, two plays later, and give up 13 while the game is in doubt. I would not have believed you. Holding Isaiah Spiller to 41 yards, I would not have believed you at all. And yet, here they are, five weeks in a row or whatever it is. They have played good enough defense to win, and it's getting better almost on a weekly basis. It's a confident group. They're playing really well. Secondary plays getting better. Defensive line plays getting better. The pair of linebackers have, have been quite good, uh, really, for most of the season, even during their struggles. But that right there, 
was an ass-kicking. That's what that was. The Ole Miss defense lined up and was more physical and more athletic. It looked like. Maybe they're not, but it sure looked like it. Then Texas A&M. What a stark difference between that group that you saw on Saturday night and the one that played Arkansas on that same field not too terribly long ago, two months ago, less than that. What a difference. The improvement is incredible. It really, it is. I, I'm, I am surprised. And, and the people walking out of the stadium near me, uh, we're all saying the same thing. Like, did not see that coming at all. I certainly did not, but a, a big deal, huge deal that they're playing that well right now. Calzada is not a word, world beater. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's, he's not a great quarterback. Dude did beat Alabama, though. And that offensive line and that rushing attack should be better than the way they looked, but they looked the way they did because of Ole Miss. That was a special night. That was a uh, that was a really, really special night for, uh, for Ole Miss, no doubt. Uh, Dean Leonard led the team in tackles. He had three pass breakups. Uh, just a big night, man. You had... Uh, Robinson and Campbell share a tackle for loss. Tavius Robinson had that sack late. Sam Williams had a TFL in a big spot. He was really good in run defense. Just keeps evolving, does Sam Williams. They got off the field on third down. Just a complete a complete performance from an Ole Miss defense. Something that I did not think I was going to be able to say, at least like this, this year. On the other side, between the 20s, Ole Miss was great. From 20 to 20, they were elite. On Saturday night, just could not punch it in. Corral was 24 of 37. A couple of those were drops. Did have that one touchdown. Jerry and Ely ran pissed off. He ran mad. And, and that physicality paired with his speed and elusiveness, that's the kind of running back that you were hoping he would always be. 152 yards and 24 carries. Parrish added 58 on 6.4 per. Snoop Connor added 55 on 5.0 per. 257 yards for Ole Miss on the ground against that defensive front. That front. Those players. The best defense not named Alabama Ole Miss has seen this year. And the way they've played the last four, e- four weeks, you could have argued that a might have had a better defense than Alabama. Not saying that they are, but the argument could have been made going into this game. It was the red zone, though. Almost really struggled inside the red zone. Again, they were four of six. Two of those were field goals, though. So two touchdowns and six trips inside the red zone. People yet again questioning fourth down decision making. I understand it. I do. In a close game, when your defense is playing that well, you don't have to take risks. It's... It wasn't a game where you had to maximize your potential points on every possession because your defense was playing so well. But the touchdown, the first touchdown came on a fourth down conversion. That fake field goal almost worked. Uh, I would rather, if I'm going to go for it in that spot, give the ball to Matt Corral and let him try to figure it out as opposed to, you know, a specialist. But whatever. Um uh, they are that. That is who they are. That is who they're going to be. But that game was a perfect encapsulation of 
You love it when it works. You hate it when it doesn't because it did work, and they scored a touchdown off of it. And it also didn't work and made things a little bit more dicey. But they are who they are at this point, and criticizing it I don't think it's going to change anything. They have showed a little bit more willingness to punt and kick field goals. They're not going for it every single time now. Uh, They are willing to punt and kick field goals because they do have more confidence in their defense. But play calling in the red zone has got to get better. Has to get better. And and I felt like in the second half as well, they were kind of conservative. Kiffin said after the game, he was asked about that. um, And mentioned that A&M was really able to get pressure, so their long-developing plays weren't really working because Corral was getting pressured rather quickly. And they saw some stuff on film that would lead them to believe that the swing passes would work, but it's kind of picking nits when you beat a team like that on your home field by 10. But there are some concerns about this offense, especially in the second half. The last few weeks have have not been good in the second half. They weren't good in the second half against Liberty. They weren't good in the second half against Auburn. And now here, something's got to give, and they have got to be better in the second half moving forward. Something they were better at, though, is penalties. Ole Miss was not penalized very much in this game. I think it was five. Let me uh, get the team stats just to make sure. Yeah, six, okay, six penalties, which is not you know, a small amount, but six penalties for 51. That sure as hell beats 12 penalties for 125. And on the flip side, A&M had 10. So they cleaned up the penalties, at least in this game, held A&M to four of 14 on third down, but they were five of 16 on third down. Uh, but outgained them by well over 100 yards, 100 and almost 130 yards in the game. Just one of those nights, guys. I mean, you've seen it and heard it enough already. There's not much that I can add other than my perspective was that of it was one of those days, one of those days that you should remember. It was a perfect football day. And the exclamation point ended with a uh, with a big win on the football field. So, big, big night, great day. What else could you ask for? I'll be back with you later this week. We'll talk about the Vanderbilt game and what I expect to see and things like that moving forward. And in the meantime, you guys enjoy yourself, enjoy your week, enjoy the win, and enjoy the win that's coming on Saturday as well. Y'all be good. I'll talk to you soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.